Welcome back to another episode of Weird as Fuck, aka Weird AF. I'm your host, Ash, and every week I like to scream into the void about weird shit like hauntings and aliens and government surveillance. If you hear any clicking in the background, it's probably Agent Dave. I didn't know how to follow up my last episode about the Navy UFO sightings, but the old gods came through, and I got a headline about people who died searching for the Fen treasure. Skirt! I had no idea what the Fen treasure was or that people had even died searching for it to begin with, so I put on my licensed Indiana Jones hat and did some research. Forrest Fenn is a former pilot with the United States Air Force and current author from New Mexico who, while in service, had the opportunity to travel around quote-unquote collecting artifacts from places like Libya and the Sahara. In 1973, he had enough inventory and cash to open Fenn galleries in New Mexico where he sold indigenous artifacts and art. In his own private collection, Fenn had, or still has, items such as a mummified falcon from King Tut's tomb and Sitting Bull's peace pipe. So I'll pause right quick. Okay, so people have said this guy is like a modern Indiana Jones. And while Indy is a problematic fave of mine, let's be real. Indiana Jones is a white dude who stole indigenous artifacts from brown people. Taking shit that doesn't belong to you is usually called stealing. So, Fenn eventually gets diagnosed with kidney cancer in 1988, and like most Hollywood movies about cancer, Fenn grappled with his own mortality, thinking about what he wanted to leave behind, his legacy, etc. Fenn ended up beating his kidney cancer, but decided, you know what, I'm gonna leave behind a box of treasure for these stank hoes to get up off their couches and get their asses back into nature. During the recession, 80-year-old Forrest Fenn hides a 42-pound, 10-by-10-by-5-inch ornate antique bronze box of Roman design somewhere in the Rocky Mountains to, and I quote, brighten the spirits of those struggling. Because what else is going to give you hope when the bank forecloses on your home because of a bad loan and you're let go because your company has to make cuts in order for the CEO to keep his sugar baby? Obviously, a treasure hunt is the only solution. Obviously. So then, what's in the box? What's in the box? Come on, what's in the what's what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Fen went classic and left behind gold coins and relics like gold dust from the California gold rush and a mine gold necklace that's over 3000 years old and from Fen's personal collection. Um, There's like ancient Chinese carved jade, a 17th century Spanish gold ring with a big ass emerald, Fen's own autobiography inside of a small olive jar sealed in wax, and a turquoise bead bracelet Fen apparently wants back should anyone ever find this treasure. And that's just some of the shit supposedly in there. It has an estimated value of $2 million. So Fen hides the treasure in 2010 somewhere in the Rocky Mountains, which, in case you don't remember, stretches from British Columbia and Alberta, Canada, through Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, and down to New Mexico. It's a lot of ground to cover, pero Fen left some clues behind in a poem he wrote in his memoir, Thrill of the Chase. As I have gone alone in there and with my treasures bold, I can keep my secret where and hint of riches new and old. Begin it where warm waters halt and take it in the canyon down. Not far, but too far to walk, put in below the home of Brown. From there it's no place for the meek, the end is ever drawing nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. 
If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down your quest to cease. But tarry scant with marble gaze, just take the chest and go in peace. So why is it that I must go and leave my trove for all to seek? The answers I already know. I've done it tired, and now I'm weak. So hear me all and listen good, your effort will be worth the cold. If you are brave and in the wood, I give you title to the gold. Why hasn't there been a National Treasure sequel about this? Honestly, this seems like the fastest project to ever greenlight. Fenn has said the poem contains nine hidden clues that lead directly to the treasure's location. Fenn enthusiasts, has anyone coined Fenn enthusiasts yet? Anyway, they believe that there are more than nine clues in the poem, but I'm not going to go down that road or this episode will be an hour long. So the first clue that most people agree on is begin it where warm waters halt, but there are different opinions on what this means. So there's the literal interpretation of a warm body of water that drops in temperature, but oh, I saw one interesting interpretation that warm waters are part of fishing regulations, specifically in New Mexico. According to Reddit, all waters are warm waters in New Mexico except those specifically designated as trout waters. So then by that definition, the location of the boundary where warm waters halt is geographically exact. Apparently, there are eight locations in New Mexico that fit that description. So this supports the theory that Fenn hid the treasure in his home state so that he could check on it whenever he wanted. The second clue is, and take it in the canyon down, not far, but too far to walk. Fenn has stated that people have solved the first two clues and come as close as 200 feet to the treasure. I don't know how he would know that unless he has the entire area outfitted with like hidden cameras and he's got silent drones watching people for his own amusement searching for this treasure because like people have dedicated their lives and savings to finding Fen's treasure like they've moved to mountain states just to be close by there's definitely a divide over which state but I like the New Mexico theory there are tons of websites and blogs and subreddits dedicated to talking about the clues and trying to find out like where shit is. And like I mentioned earlier, people have died looking for Fen's treasure. Randy Billiou went missing in January of 2016 while searching for the treasure and was found dead later that year in July. Workers found his body along the Rio Grande and the autopsy could not determine a cause of death. Interesting. Jeff Murphy, 53, was a Batavia, Illinois, I'm not saying that right, resident who was found dead inside Yellowstone National Park on June 9th, 2017, after falling about 500 feet down a steep-ass slope. While the details weren't made public by Yellowstone officials, a Freedom of Information Act request revealed that Murphy's wife confirmed her husband was looking for the treasure when she reported him missing. There was a pastor, Paris Wallace of Grand Junction, Colorado, who told family that he was off searching for buried treasure and then subsequently failed to show up for a family meeting on June 14th, 2017. His car was discovered near the Taos Junction Bridge and his body was found downstream along the Rio Grande. Taos is also the location of the Taos Hum, which I talk about in episode three. Weird as fuck if you ask me. 31-year-old Eric Ashby also went missing while searching for Fenn's treasure, and his body was found in Colorado's Arkansas River on July 28, 2017. Ashby's friends and family stated that he was one of the folks who moved to Colorado in 2016 specifically to look for the treasure. What a fucking bummer, man. But like, while nature can be a tumultuous and unforgiving mistress, I can't help but wonder if foul play had any part in these deaths. 
Like, I'm very interested in the first victim that we read about, Randy um, Bilyeu. I'm very interested in the fact that the autopsy couldn't determine a cause of death. His ex-wife, she's publicly called Fen the fuck out and, like, said that his, like, treasure is fake. She 1,000% believes that this shit is a hoax, and I believe she's also speculated that there are probably other victims that we just don't know about yet. Because, again, the Rockies are vast, and the terrain is hella unforgiving. But people can't seem to resist the call of that sweet, sweet mountain booty. On one hand, I can definitely see this being fake as fuck, and Fen just being, like, the ultimate stunt queen. Uh, I would also not be shocked if someone had found the treasure and just never fucking told anybody. And, like, if that's the case, I can't imagine that person ever coming forward, even though people have died. Maybe because people have died like there's just too much guilt at stake law enforcement and national park rangers have asked fen repeatedly to call off the hunt he just sort of shrugs it all off in 2017 he told the publication westward that quote it's not in a dangerous place they should remember i was 80 when i hit it if someone thinks the treasure is hidden in a dangerous location they should not search for it there is no percentage in taking risks Better like, binge, you hit it in the Rocky Mountains, though. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, you told people that there's, like, something worth a million dollars, two million dollars in the Rocky Mountains, and that it's, like, anyone can participate and, like, all this shit. Like, did you not think that regular, degular-ass people who have no outdoor experience were going to be like, I'm going to go look for this and then possibly die? Also from Westward's article, and I'll just read this bit to you. How does Fenn feel about the various reports which have emphasized both physical dangers and those that flow from obsession? In response to an email inquiry, Fenn writes, I have read those stories and I have no comment. Zam, what a cold ass honky. When I was doing my research and found out about the items in Fenn's private collection, like the mummified falcon from King Tut's tomb and Sitting Bull's pipe, I... I had to make the connection between artifacts pilfered by white folks and curses, whether they be pharaoh or ancestral. Like, if you know me, or if you've listened to at least three episodes of this podcast, you cannot be shocked. You just can't. You cannot be shocked that I thought about that. Like, King Tut's tomb had a curse, which honestly deserves its own episode. And then there have been plenty of instances where people have taken indigenous American artifacts from places they're not supposed to, only to be met with misfortune. Would it really be so shocking that a treasure set up by an old white dude who stole shit from other countries might possibly be cursed? Maybe that's why no one's found it and people have died. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying maybe. Food for thought. Ye old mountain booty may be cursed. Like maybe this is like Fen passing the buck of these curses off. Like maybe he like these are all items that have brought him misfortune because he stole them from places he shouldn't have. And then he's like, okay, the only way I can have this like get away from me is if I pass the curse on to somebody else. So I'm going to put this shit in the woods and tell everyone it's a treasure hunt. And then someone's going to have to, you know, I would watch that movie. I would watch that movie. That's the episode for the week. Before you run off to search for possibly cursed, possibly fake buried treasure, make sure to subscribe to Weird as Fuck wherever you listen to podcasts so you can catch a fresh episode while fighting off other treasure hunters. You can also follow Weird as Fuck on Instagram and Twitter at WeirdAFpodcast and email me at askweirdaf at gmail.com. Any topics, suggestions, stories you want to share, anything on brand weird. 
And remember, if you see glowing lights in the forest, don't follow them. Thanks again for listening, and I'll be back next week.